Hey, Jake, I like video games. Hey, Tony, I like video games, too. Well, welcome, everybody, to a brand new in-person live episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Here, together, in person, for the first time just checking in years yeah yeah we don't often record in person uh i really just can't stand your presence that's true <laughs> it's a strange bo out of eye contact um <laughs> jake how are you man i'm doing lovely i'm happy to be here in seattle everett washington yes fine uh, everett washington former former hometown of mine uh always always love coming back up here and always yep. love Spending time with you, playing games. Oh, that's right. Talking games. Yeah, we have been playing games. Eating games. games. <laughs> I just ate a copy of Super Mario and Duck Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Duck is so fat, you know. Like, was it, was it a cartridge <laughs> like that, too? Like, <laughs> anyway, Speaking of that games, so, like, uh, other than the notes I have today, we've played some games together. One We got to talk about right now, just because we just had so much fun with it, Rounds. Yes. Rounds is fucking great. It's a uh it's a 1v1 like platform shooter i guess yeah. slash like roguelike yeah roguelike platform shooter so when you lose a round you get to pick an upgrade mm-hmm. and yeah we discovered some fun synergies yeah yeah it, it has that fun element of in a lot of roguelikes where you, you can you can synergize together to make like outrageous and super powerful combos mm-hmm. um and plus like the fact that it's like physics based too there's fun stuff with the levels where like you don't even have to shoot your enemy you can like shoot the the um strings that are holding up your platforms and they fall into mm-hmm. you know the abyss or whatever it's that game's sweet, and it's only like a couple of dollars on on Steam. Yeah, like a great little indie game. Like uh, amazingly approachable. Like you kind you kind of get it after your first match. Yeah, it's um it's a great couch co op game. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, of that era of indie games where there's like a million couch co op. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Couch competitive. Um, but yeah, a good game to play on the couch with somebody. No online multiplayer at all. It's just like played in person. It's uh it's great. Yeah, rounds. That game rocks. Um. Other games that we've been playing, though. We've just been, like, playing every other roguelike. Yeah, like... A little bit here and there. Ember Knights, some Cave Blazers. Wizards of um, Legend. Wizard of Legend. Yeah, we just kind of went through all of them. them. (laughs) Yeah, all the... I think Rounds was, like, the most fun I had playing a game. So far? Yeah. Yeah. That game's cool. That game's really cool. Shout out to to Race, who I played that game with him for the first time at his bachelor party. Um, Rested tear. Go back and listen to that episode. It's a great one. Uh, anywho, other games that we've been playing. I'll I'll just start off. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Because I got my notes right in front of right me here. Open. They're right here. I was this, jotting mine down right before we started. This is the level of notes that I take. When That's we're doing- ridiculous. I got levels of notes this deep on Splinter Cell. Like occasionally, like the game will like dip like dig into my mind a bit more and I get notes this deep usually just, it's kind of like haphazards ramblings every game is like this it's insane I'm crazy anywho uh, game, I got two games to talk about first one is Valheim so I've been looking to get into more like the survival crafting games because like mm-hmm. Uh, notoriously, I've played very, very little Minecraft, very little Terraria, or any or any of those other um, survival building games. Um, or Terraria, Terraria, yeah, Terraria. yeah, uh, Terraria. Uh, but anyways, um, haven't played a lot of them. Heard Valheim was like a, a that was a big game like last year, two years ago, or something like that. A lot of people like it. They just put out like a new drop of content, uh, so I was like, hey, now's the time to get into it. Um, 
I am enjoying it more than I was expecting, but I'm very like hot and cold on this game. So, uh, you know, like most survival games you have, you have to build yourself a shelter at night. Enemies come in and try to fuck your shit up. Um, <laughs> you have to like chop down trees, gather, you know, supplies to eat and all that stuff. There's a billion crafting recipes, all that. The way that this game like kind of sets itself apart is like, it's very like Nordic inspired kind of. Yeah. Um, the combat is a little bit more fleshed out than I've seen in like other um survival games where you know there's dodges there's blocks there's a bunch of different weapons that have different styles of of combat um you know that all of that is interesting um and like there's uh like bosses like the progression in the game is like you're you're going from like kind of boss to boss taking down these like big you know elder spirits kind of and then Mm -hmm. once you beat them i think you can like unlock like a passive power like a power up or something like the first boss that i beat gave us this ability where like every like 15 minutes you can um do the shout and then you and the other person who's in there whoever's around you uh can like sprint faster using less stamina or something like that so it's like it's like a neat neat little thing but um do you lose that on death no on death you just you just like drop everything that you were carrying but you can go you can do your corpse run and go back and get all your stuff yeah um it's the upgrade pacing is is pretty good in terms of like finding new materials and then like when you first pick up a new material like you see all the crafting stuff you can do like instantly so like it it gives you like this incentive of like trying to find new mats because it'll instantly show you like here all this cool stuff that you can start like working towards to build um which i really like that uh the way that there is the bosses that's kind of like the pacing as well it's like we're we're past boss two at this point and that's like okay going into the like third area we really have to focus on like upgrading our weapons and and armor and like other things like that because it's getting more dangerous right Mm -hmm. um so all of that is interesting and like i find it i i like i'm starting to like the almost like the chores you have to do it's like okay (laughs) i need to like go get a bunch of like i'm gonna go on like a hunting run i'm gonna get a bunch of food put it in our like storage now we have food for like a week right and then we can focus on doing other stuff to make make progress Mm -hmm. i love that as like a concept i've been having fun with that it's like a really good like podcast game for something like that like i'm gonna put on a show that i want to that i actually kind of want to listen to but i want to do something in the background like i'll go chop some wood because we got to build another base, you know, soon. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I like that. But man, there are some fucking real frustrating things about the game too. Like the way um, stamina is used in combat, like swinging your sword or like uh, notching an arrow and shooting an arrow at something. Like even just like holding a bow for like you know getting your aim right but Mm -hmm. like it drains a ton of your stamina Uh, and then it like makes it really hard to dodge stuff so it makes it in the boss encounters really frustrating and like enemies spawn pretty frequently so it's like i'm fighting a bunch of stuff i'm losing my stamina constantly i'm constantly having to kite things around like combat in some situations feels great in others it just is a chore yeah and i uh, i don't like that and then like finding certain mats can be really challenging too it's like okay i need not wood but i need fine wood so i need to find a birch tree 
where are birch trees at? I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> but like, if I run around, maybe I'll find a collection of them. And when you do, it's like, oh, that's great. And like, you get like excited. Like now I can go like harvest all this resource. But there's, I haven't found an easy way yet to be like, I need this particular type of resource. I, I go here to find it. You know, like there yeah. are some things it's like, okay, I know tin is usually near like wetlands or near water. But, like, that's not always the case. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's that can be really, really frustrating. Um, are you in a private server or are there randos in this world? Private server. So, like, I have my own that is only up when I'm on. And, like, okay. anybody can join it if they have, like, the passcode and all that and they're uh, friends with me. Uh, so, And you can get a lot of people in those servers. But so far, it's just been me and Eric uh, yeah. playing together. And it's it's been really challenging. And, like not always the good type of challenging. The other thing is that like there's kind of a similar criticism I had to uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is there's no like danger indicators. So like I'm wandering around the world, like filling out my map and just wanting to know where things are. And like I wander into the swamp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this looks dangerous, but I don't know how dangerous until one enemy taps me and i'm fucking dead (laughs) and i'm like super far away from my base so now i have to trek all the way back into really dangerous location right and it's like i didn't even know i was just exploring you know Mm -hmm. like you're punishing punishing the um sense of adventure like exploring your world like if i if i would have known it was that dangerous i wouldn't have like because that's fucked around you know brought that up for this and for scarlet and and I feel like, because that's something, uh, a function of open world games that I can really enjoy, is when mm. you are in an area that you're super underleveled for. I think Breath of the Wild did it in a very interesting way, like with Hyrule Castle, that like you can yeah. go in there and raid it throughout the game to get items that are way outside your level. And um, like Fallout New Vegas, where it doesn't have level scaling in the open world there. Mm-hmm. So you can just like run across fucking anything. I think... I can see it being, like, really frustrating in a survival game because of how much more impactful death is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, the way the world map is generated, it's like, you'll start in, like, the meadows or something like that. It's, like, your opening area. And then, like, as you expand out, you'll kind of, like, cross into other areas, like a black forest or the plains or the swamps. And it's, like, it's not, like... When I move into the Black Forest now, like, this whole area here is Black Forest. Like, no, if I, like, cut across here or overlap over here, like, I might move between different areas. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it feels odd. It, it, like, part of something how the map is generated feels odd. But at the same time, the game is really pretty. Like, the lighting is, like, incredible. And, like, a lot of the visuals and, like, the style of it, like, looks great. At least, like, to mm-hmm. me, I think it looks really good. So it's, like... I. I'm so hot and cold on it. I was so, so close to giving up on it. Yeah. And then, like, uh, like me and Eric were, like, fighting against the, the second boss. And, like, we died a bunch of times to it. And we are like, just so frustrated. And we had just mm-hmm. had, like, a really bad loss at sea as well. Oh. We lost a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, ugh, so frustrating. And then, like, literally, we were saying to each other, if this next session goes poorly like we're done with this game <laughs> and, it, and it happened to go well you know like we took down a boss we sailed across the sea week we found kind of our next things that we wanted to do and like yeah 
other stuff to like invigorate that that uh, wants to play. But like, man, it, it was close, and I still it's feel tricky. Yeah, I still feel like it. I'm at that level where like if we have like another really bad session after this, I'll be like, I'm out, you know? And additionally, like I bought uh, grounded, which is like another like survival mm. crafting yeah. kind of game. But that, um, has some, some other features that I've heard that like, I'm, um, interested in, like you don't have to like bind the server. to like one person. It can just be mm. like all four. It's only, it's limited to four players, but okay. like all four that share in that, can like come in and out of the game as they please. Mm-hmm. And then like, you can all get in there together, but like, if you wanted to go like harvest crops or something like that, doing something else, you don't have to like wait on me yeah. to boot the server up. I appreciate that about like a multiplayer server. Yeah. 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 And like, I, you might be able to do that in Valheim too, but I think there's like additional steps there. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Please email me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't think there's a, an easier way to do that in Valheim. Anyways, Valheim. That's Valheim. Meh. Yeah. Meh. I think, like, the maintenance part of survival games where you kind of have your base established, like, you're comfortably living in the world, and you sort of, you're incrementally making improvements on your own, like, home base. Like, I really enjoy that about survival games. But then, like, when you have to, like, go use that equipment to, like, do shit is when it's, like, all right. Yeah. That's where it, like, can show if it's a good game or not. It seems, yeah. Yeah, like world traversal is a big thing for me too. Like if it's like tedious or like exceedingly difficult or like <clears throat> costs too much, like in resource to like do it sometimes that like yeah. can be frustrating for me. But it's also like I could understand folks wanting to wanting those things to take a long time or being challenging and all that because like some people invest tons and tons and tons of time into an individual game like that. Yeah. And I play a lot of different stuff. So, like, if I only played Valheim for, like, two months, I bet I would love that, right? Because there's, like, so much more I can invest into it and get get out of it. But, like, for me, it ends up being a detractor because I, I, I want to, like, see your shit right. faster. I want to get through things faster. Um, that's a me problem, though. Anywho, next thing to talk about real quick. I got Fortnite on this list. You do have Fortnite on your so, list. So, um, my buddy Nate... Uh, was like, hey, let's let's try to play Fortnite. He wanted to mess around with um, Audio Viz mm-hmm. on there, and um, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, no build is in Fortnite now, so like that instantly made me more interested. Uh, yeah, I yeah. cannot build in Fortnite; it is not for me. It's I don't such get a it. Skill ceiling there. Yeah, and I don't find it fun either. Like mm-hmm. even like watching high level like Fortnite play. Uh, which is a very odd sentence, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's not, it's not um, interesting to me. It doesn't look fun, you know. No, because the screen's just like whipping all around, like stuff is being constructed. I don't even know yeah. conceptually, like how it's kind of building up or like what the end game they're trying to set up for is. Yeah, it's it's and you're just building up and up and up. It, it, it's it's weird. I don't I don't like building in Fortnite, but no build has like kind of opened it up to. Uh, a lot of interest for me. Like I, I'm really enjoying it. There's a lot of stuff in the game now. Like uh, we were talking about before we hit record that like Fortnite has kind of borrowed all the successful elements from every other like um, battle royale game at this point. Um, so it's like Fortnite's like the greatest hits. It's like the pop music of video games right now. <laughs> like it's it's very easy to like consume. Uh, like it, low barrier of entry. You know with no build being in there now, it's like you just, 
you kind of understand what uh, a battle royale is. Like, you drop in, you find weapons, you try to kill other people, making it in, into the circle. No must, no fuss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's like a perfect distillation of that. And it's good. Like, the sandbox is good. There's a lot of, like, vehicles and shit in there now and, like, goofy <laughs> stuff you can do. They added, like, kind of like a, like, leveling or perk mechanic that's like the longer you stay in the game the more like perks you earn you earn and like some of them are and some of them are like really neat like uh like movement based stuff like you'll uh, a balloon will like inflate on your back and like when you jump then you jump like way higher so you can move (laughs) farther um there's one where you get like a zero grav jump so it's like you basically get like mario 64 long jump Mm -hmm. right it's like that's really cool. But, that is neat. And then there's like uh, like weapon power-ups and stuff you can get through there too. Like, hey, I, I like to use a DMR, right? Like this one, now if you get this perk, your DMRs will leave like tracers on somebody. So if you get a hit, now your whole team can see them even if right. they move behind a tree or something. Like that's super useful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I I, li- I really like that element. And like you can you know pick people up. You can, Like if somebody's like fully down, there's trucks that you can bring your – like their memory card too and respawn them like oh, what nice. they used to do in uh, like they did in Apex. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a really good ping system in there now. Like the game looks really good since it's like, you know, cutting edge of Unreal. Like all the newest Unreal stuff comes to that game. Like game looks really good. It's performant. Um, the skins are also like very good. Like I'm not going to lie, like very good. I spent more money in Fortnite than I thought I ever would uh, <laughs> over the holidays. Um, so like, during the holiday, they wrote it. Uh, they rotated in a bunch of stuff from throughout the year, and like they did a collaboration with Star Wars, with Marvel, with Dragon Ball Z. So yeah. now I have I have a Luke Skywalker skin that I bought prematurely because I was like, no way they're gonna bring Dragon Ball Z back to the store. Literally the next day, I look in the store and there's fucking Goku. I'm like, God. <laughs> Luke Skywalker is pretty dope though. Like you can do like um, New Hope, Luke. Return of the Jedi Luke or like Luke, uh, it's like Return of the Jedi Luke, but he's got like the brown cloak on with a big hood. Mm-hmm. So like he looks pretty dope. Um, so I got Luke Skywalker, I got Goku, and got then Goku. and then I bought Silver Surfers like uh, board. Oh cool for like your glider. So yeah. like when I drop in, I'm on Silver Surfers board. Like it's <laughs> fucking dope. And like when you play with Goku, uh, instead of having like a pickaxe, right? He has the power pole. That he like pulls off his back. It's not like he just pulls it out of thin air. Like he mm-hmm. unsheaths it. Like it's pretty neat. Right, like yeah. it's like little stuff like that. Like the little details that they do in their skins really well. Like it's it's really cool. And like you know the crossover IP stuff they nail. Like you see a bunch of anime characters. Like there's a bunch of Naruto and um, My Hero Academia characters running around that look like the anime. Like and it fits in with the world. But then like their their own like unique created characters like kind of have somewhat of a bland style at times, but they're really like vibrant and colorful. And like, yeah, it's like, it's really neat. It's, it's like, it's a fun, like bubble gum, like pop music video game, you know? And like, there's nothing wrong with that. I actually think that's like a really healthy and good thing to have. Um, I agree. Yeah. And it's like, it's because it's free to play and it's on every platform. There's, you're always can find a game. There's always like, I'm sure it's a very good game to play with friends. Like, you know, like I think like about if I had this game when I was in school, like this is mm-hmm. the game that you would just like play with their buddies after school. Like every, it's like a you know, great equalizer. Everybody's played a little Fortnite, you know? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So if like Fortnite, pretty good, still pretty good. Cause I haven't played 
since they implemented no build. Okay. And it sounds like they've put in a lot of other other features too. We should check it out, man. Yeah. Like we should check it out. Like it's And I've fun. been kind of like so uh Warzone 2, I guess is like the uh, Warzone is a battle royale I play for the most part, but like still very infrequently. Yeah. And Warzone 2, I found the battle royale, the battle royale matches I'm not sure if I just like feel like it, but they go longer mm. than in Warzone One. I don't know the games well enough to like really like nail down the mechanics of why that is. But yeah. like I I like I just get so exhausted with the battle royale of Warzone Two. And they have like a they have a co op mode DMZ that I think is alright, but a lot of that stuff is pretty like opaque and it's got its own sort of weird jankness to it too. Yeah. So like DMZ technically in beta. That's what they technically, yeah, technically technically in beta. beta. It's their Tarkov like. What are, I, I never I can never remember the name of that genre like raid based shooter. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Fortnite, anyways. Fortnite maybe worth a worth. It's a worth a look. See. It's worth a look. Yeah, and it's on it's on every platform. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's every console. It's on phones. It's on PC. It runs well. It's good. DOS. Oh, you can probably <laughs> run that shit on your toaster, your Samsung fridge, playing Fortnite. Uh, Jake, what what have you been playing? What what, what games? What so you... it's pretty much only been God of War Ragnarok. Ah, okay. So we did uh, we discussed um, difficulty of just a little bit back. So I got um, halfway because I was intrigued. Halfway because my wife goaded me. I am playing <laughs> on uh, the hardest. Give me God of War. Give difficulty. Oh, um, was she like, "Hey, you're you're a baby if you don't play it on hard mode." I was like, because I was like, I was like looking at the, I was looking at the difficulty screen before I started, and because I have been enjoying, like I do enjoy playing games on higher difficulty, like especially like reflex or like character action games. Like, okay, I only like playing RPGs on higher difficulty, but um, I wasn't sure about it because with the uh, first God of War remake, it was, I found the progression system to be very opaque, and like, mm-hmm. I died a lot in that game, and for like a lot of reasons I couldn't really get, and that was happening a lot in the early game of Ragnarok 2, but now that I've gotten into it more, and I have able to have been able to like build out what works best for me, there feels to be like more meaningful difference between the different types of armor you can get. Mm. Um, so I've been able to like choose... I guess, like, really what's only been, like, the only viable armor path for me for uh, Gimme God War, since you have so little health, like, since enemies just, like, do so much damage, the armor I have, like, your rage bar is basically, like, an overflow health meter. Oh, okay. Which is just, like, absolutely... Like, it's 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 mandatory, I think, like, essentially for that, that difficulty. Um, but yeah, like, it started out very difficult, very frustrating, but it's kind of settled into uh, a more... I think rewarding level of difficulty. Like I'm still dying a shit ton, mm-hmm. it, but it feels more like a, like, like an Elden Ring sort of thing. Okay. I okay. never, it's like never like, Oh God, this is impossible. Like I can't, I can't do this here. Like I gotta like go out and like grind some levels somewhere else. Cause you can't really like grind levels. Yeah. Yeah. You do have a level, like the progression system in Ragnarok is still pretty similar to remake. Uh-huh. And it's not, good <laughs> let's say it's not super good and like all the rewards for questing are or side questing are like other like pieces of armor and it's essentially just like useless to me because the uh, special effect from this one armor i have is like so powerful and so necessary that like you have to stick with i it. have to stick with it and i can't like keep upgrading that further like i can't sell other items and like upgrade it further because it like 
gates off the upgrade with like it's right story beats or something like that or like yeah aren't the, they're, they're two brothers that are like the the blacksmith or something like that yeah right? uh, so brock like, and sindri yeah yeah but yeah you need to get like crafting components and it's like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cur- currency hack silver which just like is falling out of my ass at this point <laughs> but then like to upgrade certain like to upgrade things that like will have a, then a crafting component that is only like unlocked in like certain areas right or, like certain so, story beats so, so yeah gated, like, gated by a narrative kind of yeah so like yeah i'm like i'm doing side stuff and it's it's fun it's cool i like it i like that game i like that game more than i like the original than the than remake it's so i hate that it's just called god of war yeah no, <laughs> i wish i had given it a subtitle or right like that. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah the, i i like it a lot more and i haven't really been able to nail it down as to why yet. Mm. because the gameplay still feels pretty similar I haven't I haven't played uh, remake since it came out, so maybe there are like things there that I'm yeah. I'm just not even thinking about. But the, the combat feels great. Story, um, story, the story is good. I think so. That's another thing I was thinking. Thank you for reminding me. I think one of the benefits of playing on a hardest difficulty is that it takes me longer to do things because my biggest gripe with remake and with Ragnarok is like things just seem to happen so quickly and without hmm. fanfare, like within the story and the narrative. Interesting. Um, and that happened with with remake like um, Atreus goes through a lot of like weird character beats that just kind of like come up and drop seemingly out of nowhere. But since I'm like dying to the boss fifteen times and it like takes longer for like me to get the, from like A to B, it doesn't feel as uh, BS. Yeah, because it's like um, the way all that stuff happens, or this like the way it seems to be structured is like you enter a new area. You have a big fight, you know, something big happens, and then, like, the cutscene will happen, but, like, the camera deck doesn't break, right? Like, it yeah, doesn't, like, it still tra- has that style. It's still, it's, like, it just moves into one thing to another. So, like, you're right. It does feel somewhat jarring at times. It's like, why is Atreus just being a moody teen right now? It's, like, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. But you're right. If, if there is a little bit of time in between that, it lets it breathe a little bit more. That That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even thought about that. And you, you play as uh, different characters. This. Mm. Like you're not always Kratos, um, and the the differences in gameplay are, are meaningful and like still uh, still fun. So you play as a Kratos a lot of the time. Mm. And spoiler uh, warning, spoiler, yeah. If, yeah. If the, that I, happens in like the first like I, pretty the, early on, yeah, um, I, I would assume. So, there's yeah. some other there's, there's some other handoffs that are more spoiler, so I yeah. won't get too deep. But it's like it's it's fun. It's meaningful. It feels really compelling. The bosses are a lot more fun mm. uh, in this game. They really lean. Or to like the mythology, it's not just all screaming monsters that you have to stab a bunch of times. Um, there's one, yeah, I, I don't want to get like I, the spoilers yeah. for like so weird, I haven't even beaten it yet, so I don't want to like dive too much into it. But it's it's very, I think, the the, the world of it has, uh, has developed in a more interesting, like mythological way mm. that um, it just it's, it's weirder and it's more vibrant, which I really like. Mm. The the narrative is it flows more smoothly than it did in remake uh there are still like jitters in it but i like that uh gameplay feels good um i just unlocked so you start the game with the blades of chaos and the and the leviathan axe and i just unlocked the third weapon which is it's so cool like the leviathan axe like the recall of that was like such a like a cool thing and then like halfway through that game you get the blades of chaos yeah and like the difference makes that feel neat um but they just like they 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 made it like another awesome weapon weapon for this game but yeah it's been it's been really great i am i think glad i'm playing it on the hardest difficulty probably Mm -hmm. i would have gone down one notch 
uh, knowing what I know now, but you can't go back up to give me God of War if you go down. So I'm committed for the entire play. There you go, man. <laughs> I love it. I like. I I'm in this weird spot where my I'm my P my current PS4 is not cutting it anymore. So I don't even have that thing plugged in. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to buy a PS5, and God of War is the first game of this new generation that I'm like. God, I want to play God of War Ragnarok. Like it's the only, it's the only game that's really given me that itch of wanting that next gen console. Yeah. And I'm like sitting here, like, well, can I wait another year, maybe two, for it to come to PC? Like, maybe, maybe I'll just do that. Yeah. Which is like crazy to me that I'm willing to wait that long and just not buy another console. Which is, it's just like a weird calculus I'm having in my head now. You know. It's just like I play so many games on PC. Yeah, it's just the primary platform for me that I don't know. I just I can't I can't buy a whole console at this point unless it's doing something wildly different. Right, exactly. And like I, for a while there, my PS4 was like I, I was also making this rationale with my PS4 that like, hey, it's my Blu-ray player too. Yeah, you know, like that's that's how I thought about it. And this time I was like, well, instead of buying a six hundred dollar Blu-ray player, I'm gonna go buy a $10 Blu-ray player at fucking Goodwill and it's going to work just as good. It's going to play these Blu-rays that I probably shouldn't even have to begin with. Um, But anyways, um, anything else? Any other games you want to chat about? That's, that's just, it's been all God of War. Um, It's a fairly long game. I think I'm like 25, 30 hours into Mm -hmm. it. Um, And like, I mean, it feels like I'm probably halfway through or so yeah i've i have heard it's like in the 30 to 40 yeah i mean i'm, I'm but you're at hard on. yeah i'm you're doing all the side quests you're like, you're I'm, probably I'm getting, double that amount of time yeah probably. and I'm, I'm don't get it twisted i'm bad at that game i'm dying a lot oh yeah like, jake i've watched you play video games <laughs> yeah, i know, I know how, games against me <laughs> i know how bad you are jake uh, <laughs> uh all right well uh that's the top of the show folks uh when we come back from the break we are going to talk about Child of Light to tune back in. that game uh today's episode we're talking about child of light this was uh my pick uh 2015 released uh developed by ubisoft montreal nice little tie-in from uh splinter cell last episode same studio basically probably not a lot of the same people but i would think (laughs) um but yeah same studio put this out um man where to begin with child of light it is a Hmm. It's a much smaller kind of JRPG inspired um, game. Uh, it's got um. Oh God, what's the term for it? Like action point or 
I like I the, the way I describe the combat in this game is like timeline manipulation. There you like, go. Like, timeline, that's, yeah. like that's not that's probably not what the, the official genre is, you know, but like it is it is a JRPG in the style of like a Grandia yes. where it has, you know, you your characters along this timeline at the bottom of the screen. Once you get to a certain point in that timeline, you can issue actions. Um, both your your party and the enemies are all on this timeline at the same time. Mm-hmm. So everything's visible. Everything's visible, and like really, the core mechanic that you're 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 fighting against is like, um, do I try to cancel out this person's ability, or do I like defend for the next thing? It's like kind of. Because there's a cast time, and yes. if you're struck in that cast time, it interrupts and like sends you back in the timeline. Yes, it, so so kind of like uh, Grandia has like the the cancel move that like you know it's a specific action you have to pick, and if you hit somebody within that casting time, it cancels it out. Child of Light simplifies that, where if anything hits you during that cast time. Um, it will uh, interrupt uh, yes. and push you back on that timeline to the point where you have to reissue a new order. Um, it does a lot with that mechanic. It like it sounds simplistic, um, but it there is a lot to it. There are a lot of different party members that have all different uh, types of spells and abilities and cast timings mm-hmm. um, that you can you know pick and choose from and switch between on the fly. And then on top of that. There is a mechanic uh, where you have this blue little fairy. Uh, what is that guy's name? Yeah, it's like Ignatius it's, or something. Um, yeah, uh, it, yeah, um, right there. Ig- Iniculus? Iniculus. It, it's, yeah, it's something like that. But it's like this blue little fairy thing that um, you leverage it during like overworld travel and stuff too. But during combat, you can mouse that over on either enemies or allies and then like activate it and it has its own little bar that you're managing um, that have, you know, positive effects. Basically, if you mouse it over your party members, uh, you do healing over time. If you mouse it over enemies, it will slow their progression on the timeline, which is like, that's the main way that I used it. 90% of the time I was doing slow. Yeah. I I used healing like once or twice, but it never felt like I got the return on Mm. the like meter usage. The slow is so much more powerful. Yeah, exactly. Which like, because it is like very strict on like this timeline, like even the slightest bit of slow will sometimes push the enemy back to the point where you get in front of them on your cast time and can interrupt. Like it, it is very strategic in that way of like knowing when to use it, when not to use it too. let them, let the enemy catch up. Yeah, Cause if you slow somebody for too long, it's like, okay, then I hit them right before they get to their casting time. I lose that interrupt. So you want like, it needs to ease off the throttle a few times. And, uh, so the way that combat works too, is that you have two party members out at any one time, but the enemy can have up to three and, uh, three enemy bodies like on the other side yeah. that you have to juggle between. And, um, you know, it, it makes for some meaningful choice and who are you slowing at any given time on top of the fact that, um, it is like somewhat execution based because you have There's to, a little bit. Yeah. Cause you have to mouse that thing over like quickly. And like that timeline doesn't stop unless you're issuing like commands, which sometimes like, there's stretches in between that, like, you know, half a second, a second. And like 
moving between, like trying to bounce between two right, enemies. Right, I can like slow these two enemies just enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's a little bit of execution challenge where like um, you could slow down the timeline speed. Like they have that option in uh, um, in your options, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it stay. I think like the default is three and you can speed it up to five or you can slow it down to I think one where like it makes some of that either even harder to do or trivial depending on what that speed is. Yeah. Um, but like I left it at the default and it like I thought it was like a nice a nice little added thing like not not super hard to do but like again added choice you mm-hmm. know like more more choices that you're going to have to like think through in combat. Uh, right. Just which one I, of those things that makes it a bit more engaging than standard turn-based RPG. Yeah, I like we've talked about this before, but like I love Grandia's battle system. Mm-hmm. Like I love it so much. I love a timeline manipulation game like this. I love being able to like cancel out an enemy's attacks if I'm smart about strategizing and using the resources that I have given to me in a given in, in a moment. It, it kind of feels like puzzly in some ways. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, the other thing that I like about this is like, you know, compared to Grandia, like Grandia has like that 3D positional stuff too. Like you have like there is time between when you do your attack and when you move on the battlefield mm-hmm. and when you like and where you stop your turn too. Like this game eliminates all that. It simplifies it and it's like this is basically the core of what I like about that game's battle system, but just done simpler, you know, easier to yeah. more accessible, way more exactly, accessible. Yeah, this is a very simple game. Yes, yes, it's, yes. Because uh, yes. yeah, like you're saying, it's sort of like a uh, JRPG setup, but it's it's very bite sized. I I played it on um. There's two difficulties, casual and expert. So I played on casual, and I got through the game and about 11 hours yeah i did like a few of the those like side quests Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but i mean it's i i kind of like appreciate that about it like it it does it narrows the mechanics more than uh like other jrpgs that'll have more you know like elemental types of magic or just kind of more usually more deep mechanics and more customization options this just has uh, like three branching skill trees that you um select points from so there's not too many meaningful differences yeah that you can select for your character yeah no i i totally agree it's like it's not that this game doesn't have the amount of systems i expect from a jrpg Mm -hmm. it's that they're just simpler for the most part and they're faster like you're leveling up very quickly you're filling out your skill tree very fast Yeah, yeah yeah but like i didn't get to the point in this game where i had every single every single skill on the tree either so like there was again some meaningful choice in the trees and like we haven't talked about like the um uh the the crystal system it's like uh uh oh what are those uh, called it's uh it's like oh oh a key or something. Like yeah, that. like I can't I can't remember. Gem basically like gems. Yeah, gem, gem that you system. Can use into your weapon armor or like trinket. Yeah, you have like three slots: weapon armor trinket. There are several different colors like that are with like really well defined like what they do. Like it, yes. it, it gives exact percents. Yeah, it's like this is the percent increased damage. This is the percent decrease in this type of damage. This is the, like. It, it gives you all the information you need to make the best possible choices. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has like, you know, like we we're saying they're different gems, different colors, but they're also various sizes that like, there's like, 
guess you could call it a mini game of like crafting those gems. So like there are basic like there's a blue, there's a red, there's a, a yellow. But like when you combine those together, you get this color. When you combine these two together, you get this color. Mm -hmm. They all have different effects. There are other ones that you can find that are like rarer. Like I found a black gem that like yeah. gave me like you know a ton of increased damage but i only found one of those so it's like well then after that i was like well i should figure out if i could craft these and you can craft them together oh really so it's like the orange topaz and oh, like the other like off color because huh. if you mix red blue green that gives you the white gems but yeah, if you yeah. use the other three colors it gives you the black gems see like um i didn't I, I didn't like try all the exhaustive combos. So, yeah, I, I'm sure I, I completely missed that. I completely missed yeah. that. It's like a thing. And like those are the only pieces of equipment. You get. Yeah, like yeah. you don't get new weapons. You don't get new armor. It's every you, yeah. You augmented through the gems. Yes, and those are shared amongst all your party members. They they are given out very. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like generously. Yes. You get a lot of them throughout the playthrough, so you can, I, like. I feel like the game encourages you to craft a lot and to like experiment and change things around. Like I found good sets for certain characters, but like there were certain characters like Aurora, our main character that like I messed with hers a lot. Cause I usually had her on the battlefield, Same. but there are certain characters like, um, oh, what was the character's name? Rubella. Rubella. I also really liked, but was like, uh, kind of my like hybrid attack healer. So like I, I would mess with her stuff a little bit, but I usually had like a like a paralyzed attack on that. And I'm like, okay, when I bring in Rubella, her two functions are like healing and getting a basic attack off to try to get a like get a paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. But then like Robert, the like mouse archer, I was like, no, I want this guy to have like wicked fast cast time. And like like mm -hmm. I I thought about each individual character's roles, and then I uh, like uh, complemented them with the proper gem set. For a given situation. Yeah. You get a lot of party members. And like we were, like I had mentioned earlier, you can like freely switch characters out like on right. the fly. It's, instant. it's not an action. It it's, instantly. I yes. love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah. And you get so many characters to mess around with. So there's a lot of different strategies you can um, employ if you want to. But like I kind of found myself like using anywhere between like four to five of a given characters really like four if i'm being honest like yeah it was like four characters i would really use and the others i would switch in it's like oh this one character's either fully dead or almost dead i'm gonna switch him out just so like this other character can take a few more hits and then i'll like take out one of these enemies then switch back when it's less dangerous so i can heal him up you know like that i love that it's free to change out those characters and you can switch out fainted members so mm -hmm. it's not yes. like if somebody faints while they're in you have to revive you have to spend a turn to revive them it's like nope you can grab their body throw it to the back of the line yeah it's get great somebody fresh in there it's great like i love that and like you know you said you played on casual and like you don't i feel like you don't really need to strategize too much in that game even like the last couple of bosses i felt like got pretty challenging where like mm -hmm. casual was like okay like there there is some challenge there i played maybe like 80% of the game on expert. Yeah. And it's like, it was challenging throughout. Like it would like, I died a handful of times to like, uh, you know, basic enemies or like bosses would take a couple of tries. Cause you really had to like, you're getting hit harder. And sometimes there's even like additional mechanics that like enemies will have on expert. Oh, I think, wow. I think okay. I, like, like, 
instead of like um, if you interrupt this character has like a 15% chance of like uh, like acting back an expert maybe it's a higher threshold there so it's like mm-hmm. it's okay. just happening yeah. more often so you have to like plan around it more um, and I could be wrong about that but like expert definitely felt much harder than uh, casual so like it's fun it's a lot of fun like the the puzzle of the combat is a lot of fun um, yeah well i mean that's like that's a lot of the combat so we haven't talked about you know our style of story too much so it's a 2d like hand-drawn style it's almost it's like, like, like watercolor paper yeah a watercolor it's exactly. like yeah it's it's like um it's like a children's book the like, only 3d animation is the hair for aurora and her sister yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. So, like the the characters look like um, you know hand painted watercolor like cutouts, and they're they're animated cutouts, yeah. like they're animated well, but they they look stilted. But that's like part of it, right? It's yes. almost it's almost like like uh, what a marionette would kind of look like, but like maybe a little bit less articulate. Um, but it's so stylized, and it's like very much going for this like children's book fairy tale kind of look and it nails it so well yeah um, that's the whole aesthetic yeah and it's great like i love it it's and it, great it rhymes too the entire yes. story rhymes <laughs> yes it is so great like, it is it is going for that children's book theme like perfectly where like you said it rhymes and is it a b uh a b a c or something like that uh, I, I forget what the rhyming scheme is but like it, it i think it's a b c Oh, yeah, I, I, right. think it, like, it, I think it shifts from like line to line too, but it, like each but each line of dialogue rhymes. rhymes with another line of dialogue. Yes, dialogue. yes, yeah. it, you're right. It probably does like switch a little bit in there. And I remember, I feel like, yeah, like if there's like four lines, it's usually the second and fourth rhyme with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. But if it's just two lines, then those two are going to rhyme with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it does. Yeah, it kind of switches around, but it's like sing songy. You exactly. know, yeah. it, it's and like each of the characters. You know, they, it, there's no voice acting. It's all it's all through like written text, but they do have authentic voices to themselves. You know, like the the golem character like talks like what you think a golem would, like mm-hmm. very kind of simple, basic communication. But then you have you know uh, like uh, Finn, the like kind of uh, dwarf caster guy, kind of like has his own way of speaking. He's kind of like a meek character, so like he right. a lot of ums and and you know um, <laughs> and like. Uh, Tristis, the 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 crying jester or whatever, like definitely very demure, you know, very kind of depressed uh, <laughs> uh, um, dialogue from him. But it's like you know, they each character feels like they have their own like personality, and because of the um, you know particular art style, they all look very unique from one another. Right, you know? they're all different like species too. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. All your party members very distinct. Except for Rubella and Tristis, who are dual jesters, brother mm. and sister, you know, like, but it makes sense, like, that's part of the whole thing. Rubella is the, the first uh, character you, like, recruit to your team, and that's, like, kind of the longest quest is trying to find her brother, Tristis. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I really, I dig the art style. I think the music is also, like, a good complement to it. It's really light and playful. It's, like, perfectly fitting, like, the setting and the aesthetic, like, yeah. nails all of that. For sure. Um, in terms of like what the actual story is, is that like, so the game itself is ch- um, centered around Aurora, who is the daughter of a Duke in 1985 Austria. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like 
it's so bizarre that it's like Austria and like otherwise completely fictional setting yeah. and scenario. And I really so like so it it starts in kind of this reality here. Uh, Aurora she contracts a physical ailment of some kind and like she's sick and she dies. Um, and so does the mom. Like the like the game starts with like you know Aurora's mother dies, who is like the queen of this land. Uh, her father, the king, um, is very sad about it, but like him and his daughter really bond because of this tragic thing that happened to their mother. Well, then Aurora dies, and then like that's how the game starts, and then you kind of find yourself in this magical world of um, Lemuria, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "How do I get back to my dad?" Like uh, trying to understand like where the hell is she? What is going on? And there are, you know, several parts in the game you're trying to find, like, the sun, the moon, and the stars or something like that. That's, like, kind of, like, the three things you're after. And at each of those different, like, temples or whatever, you, like, see into the real world and see her dad, who is, like, also sick and dying. It's, like, very, like, sad in that, like, kind of the the background. It's very depressing. It almost seems like he's just, like... Padme's himself like loses the will to live kind yeah of thing. yeah it's it, it's really sad but like the um it's like it's a very joyful and happy game and it's like you know about the journey across this like fantastical land and helping these other characters out and like friendships and uh you know friendships forged and like uh it, very it's Wizard of Oz yeah, yeah yeah very much so but like yeah, the like on the edges, like the foundation, the edges of the story, it's like really sad. And yeah. I and I thought this was gonna um I, I kinda had forgotten how the this game like ended or like where where the narrative went. And I kept thinking like, oh yeah, this is like a game about like a little girl who's like legit dead or on her deathbed and she's like having a fever dream. Like I thought that's like where this was going. But like, no, it kinda like it's like, no, it's, it's all like, fantastical. Right. Like, Cause I was almost curious if there were multiple endings because so yeah it's it does because i kind of got that dark undercurrent and i even thought the implication was that aurora was poisoned by her stepmom Mm -hmm. when she died so like i just like it seemed like very dark throughout that but then the ending is oddly like chipper yeah yeah in a way that like almost like undercuts what like i don't know like the themes were. Yeah, I mean, like themes, that's the wrong word, because I don't even like, know what the fucking themes of the game are. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's like this, like the deeper story of like, a little girl died, was possibly murdered, and now her dad is so sad that like, he yeah. can't do his kingly duties, is dying, and like, his people are suffering yeah, his because ki- of that. His kingdom needs him. Like, there, right. There's like, uh, the multiple times you check in on your dad, you like, there's like a servant standing at you know, your dad's deathbed saying like, this city is flooding, like we need to evacuate, you know, like really dire messages right. and the dad can't even the king cannot be consoled because he lost his wife and his daughter which yeah like, i get it hard like, i get it and it's like um but yeah it the game like just kind of shifts so like um the king re remarries at one point the stepmother turns out to be the evil stepmother who is the dark queen Aurora's stepsisters, I think it's like, uh, what is her name? Like Knox and Cordelia or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's Nora and Cordelia. 
and then like they change names when they become evil or whatever. Nora's on your team for part of the game. And Nora's so good. good. <laughs> God, she's so good. Yeah, great set of power. She's like has paralyzed baseline in her attacks, and she has like speed up and slow down. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. What a good what a good character. Then she turns out to be bad, but like honestly, it's genius how they did it because if you if you look at how characters are leveling up, like Nora levels up way faster than everyone else. It's like, wow, she's like oddly powerful. And she starts with a really powerful kit. Yeah. And um all the characters have like asides with one another. Like you'll have a combat and then they'll have like a quick dialogue between that's like you know, showing how they're like a merry band of adventurers and they're just getting to know one another. Whenever Nora's in one with most people, she's kind of rude or she's like, mm-hmm. ew, you're gross. Or like she's not like overtly mean, but you could tell the nice is kind of fake. And then there are moments where like the real negativity like seeps out a little bit. And it's mm-hmm. like she's got a little bit of an edge to her. I don't, like whatever. And then when it finally like, turns out like she turns on her sister. Um, it's like, I felt like that was like a, um, an earned heel turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like, like the mechanic implications of it too, because like mechanically she feels like an older sister. She's more powerful. She's more useful in most situations yep, too. So yep, yeah. Yeah. I, it well done. It's well done. Yeah, I absolutely. love, I love that. Like I, I hated losing her, but like the, you end up getting a couple more characters like what was it, Umbra? No, not Umbra. Um, starts with an O. The the tank guy, uh, oh, I, yeah. Angus, Ang- Angus, Angus. Um, this guy, um, tank. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a tank. He's great. And then there's Gen, who you get after that too. You get you get her like really late. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has a lot of the same powers as Nox. She's just not as um, powerful. But um, it does do that um, trite evil stepmother, evil stepsisters, yeah. Cinderella kind of thing, <laughs> which is like, eh, whatever. Like, that part of the story, like, the the overarching, like, main story is not, like, what you're there for. You're there for the journey, like, the magical journey between these, like, odd, fe- like, odd characters that would have never came together unless it was to help the young princess Aurora. You know, yeah. like, it's... It's a children's tale. You know, it's like it's a children's storybook that you're mm-hmm. playing. And it's like very well done. I love that. Um, I think like it is a children's storybook that's a great look. It fits that aesthetic. Yep. And like the gameplay kind of seems to fit it too. I just wish that like I wish that's what the story ended up being was like, okay, this is like Aurora's journey to like helping your dad find closure or something like that. Like, yeah. An actual conclusion instead of where it actually ends up just like, and then everybody lives happily ever after. Yeah, it's like, it, it ends up being like, um, really the Lemira is a real place that you can get to by going through a mirror. Mm-hmm. And like, what ends up happening is like, you know, your home world, where, you know, your Austria, the world, fictional world of Austria. Yeah, the real, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> it's so weird that it's a real country. The, so, Austria, <laughs> pre-1900s, um, like, that place completely floods and you pull your people into the fantasy world of Lemira mm-hmm. to live happily ever after. Like that's yeah. the ending. And it's right. Like, what? What it's the hell? Huh? And like, it does. So Aurora's not actually dead. dead. And like, <laughs> and she grew like, she grows up like twice during 
the game, and it happens that like when you beat your stepsisters, mm-hmm. it's like you beat her. Like you, you are a little girl the entire game for the most part, and she's got this like oversized crown on her head. The sword she has the is oversized. I love the animation where she lifts it over her head and then just kind of like, falls, falls down. Over yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, so good. Yeah, it's like little, little kid stuff. Like yeah. it, what you would expect from a children's book, and then like. You beat your first evil stepsister, and all of a sudden, like you're a teenager, like mm-hmm. that, it, like with no, like I don't, I didn't get it, I didn't get why it happened. Like, it was right. just like, like that, she's that's, metaphorically growing up, I guess, and maturing, so I that's guess, being reflected outwardly. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, but it's like there wasn't like a story beat about that. There wasn't like, oh, you absorbed this magic, like, like I didn't. Right, and then just, like you get a like the skill tree completely fills out after that. Like you have yeah. all the options now, so like you there is a mechanical power up too, but it just it comes just, out of left field. The, the the third act of this game definitely feels rushed. It feels like um, the game wanted you to kind of enjoy a leisurely tale until some of the shit hits the fan. Like it's, like when the double cross happens, and like it's revealed that like. Your sister, your stepsister is actually evil. You have another stepsister who is evil and your stepmother is the evil queen that's like taking over this world. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, it feels like it it starts to rush a little bit. And um, this game does do some like I have some like cardinal sins, like some like my biggest pet peeves. There's one of them in this game and it really bothers me. But like it's just because it's like a um, an element of. The game trying to wrap up too fast. Mm. Um, well, well, yeah. What is it? What's this? What's this pet peeve? What's okay. Cardinal sin. Oh my god. Okay. So, uh, the last two boss fights happen right after one another, without any room for like yeah. swapping equipment or wrapping up any final side quests. And it doesn't. Again, it doesn't like warn you or trigger in any sort of way. It's like if you choose to explore this room instead of going down this path, which there is no indication of this one's more important than this one. Yeah. You are trapped and you are going to the end game and that is it. You have no recourse other than beat these two boss battles, reload, and then like finish in like the game plus. Yeah, yeah. That's stupid. Uh, yeah, I, I do yeah. not like that at all. Um, it, so I accidentally triggered that last fight with Nora slash Nox. You can't get out of that room. Nope. And then once you beat that, it goes directly to the final boss with like cutscenes and stuff in between. But it doesn't even like let you pause to say, hey, I want to re-equip these items in a different way. Or, hey, I want to like I have items in my inventory, like stat increase items that I, I could be using right now. Mm-hmm. Nope, I don't get to use that. Like it's it's one of my biggest pet peeves. This act like I hate when a JRPG like forces you into something without any indication, without any way to go back until like much later in the game. Like the, the other like prime example of this that just all oh, boiled my blood so much when I was younger, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X. Um, Xanarkin, it's like the Xanarkin sphere, like the Xanarkin temple or whatever. You ever play that game? No, no. Yeah, okay. So like the the way that game progresses is like you're, you're going on this like religious journey with Yuna and she has to go to all these like temples, mm-hmm. do this like... Like whatever the spirits, right? Yeah, like whatever. Like yeah. there's like a challenge thing or whatever. Um, to get one of the final summons in the game, you have to do like an optional thing in each one of those like shrines. It's like a, a little bit more difficult puzzle or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's a point in the Xanarkin one. It's like whatever, like one of the last ones uh, where you have a 50-50 where if you go this way, you go towards a chest that you need to get to like unlock that thing. Oh. 
And if you go the other way, you get into an unskippable boss thing, and then you can't go back to that location until much Ooh. later in the game. It's it. It's so frustrating. It's one of those things. Like that's an easy thing that I don't. I don't know how either that got missed or why that decision happens. Like I don't. I don't get that. Maybe it's something not on everybody else's cardinal gaming sins list. I think. I think it's. Oh. It but I'm, so I'm frustrating. Really, it sucks. I hate when that kind of thing happens. Very, very frustrating to me. Yeah. And it's like, I, it's unfortunate that the game wraps up like that because I didn't, I, like, I, I don't have a lot of criticisms of the game until that one thing. And it's still like a slight thing, but man, is it like, just like, oh, it, it, it like makes my, like, makes me itch. It's like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, why is that that way? <laughs> you know, it's like everything else is so good. Why is that? Um, but yeah, like, it's a good game. It's a good game. It's it's a good game. I, I think I mean I don't have anything else. Um I have one more topic I want to bring up. Who is like your favorite character in the cast? Like who is like your favorite like party member? I almost like my two most usual members were Aurora and Finn, the caster. The caster, yeah. Um really po- like he was one of my most used to. Very powerful. Yeah, uh, very, very powerful. powerful. Like character wise, I like Robert the Mouse. Yeah. I think his character is like the most I don't know, it's like distinct. It's very one note. He's like He's a merchant. He's, like, yeah, he's, he's a capitalist make... mouse and he like <laughs> loves he loves business and he's like everything. Capitalist mouse is trying to get laid. He's trying yep, to exactly. it's, it's great. He's trying to like he's trying to impress this other like uh fancy, fancy mouse, and he's just like a Robin Hood like guy, yeah. you know? And like it's it's great. He's a Robin Hood, but he's a capitalist, which yeah. like seems like Robin Hood in style, but capitalist in philosophy. Like he wants to be a successful businessman to get laid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It, he, I, I actually I really like Robert as like his set of powers too, because he's like really fast, really high dodge, mm-hmm. and then he has stuff to like slow people down and yeah. and attack all. Love that. And then Finn's big like uh, like niche utility was he was the only person with a fast basic attack. So he could shoot off interrupts all mm, the time. Finn uh, or Rubella also has fast. So does Trista. So like, I didn't. I, I didn't unlock those two. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I like Rubella a lot. In tri- mm-hmm. like I like. There's not many characters characters here that like I just straight up didn't like. I I, yeah. I really like my main were like it was Aurora, Finn, Robert, and usually Rubella. But you get Tristis kind of late, and he's like. Um, He's a really good support. He had he has a haste. He also has like an unstoppable, so you can't get canceled mm-hmm. out of your stuff. So I used him like a little bit. The um the tank guy, like Ungus, it's like Angus or Ungus, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um he's got the taunt. The he's got a taunt, which valuable. is super valuable. Yeah. So I like once I got him, I started using him a lot. And then again, I, I didn't really use um, but like the golem is like fine, but like eh, it's not really yeah. useful. He was the first one I am. So I got a good amount of time playing as the golem. You just like Miss Rubella. That's nuts. I guess I did. Yeah, I just like walked right out. Because there were two side quests. Because like all the side quests unlock a new party member. Usually, yeah. yeah. There are some that just gives you like stuff. But like usually it's party And members. there were two where I'm just like, oh, uh, I just like haven't like come across these organically. So yeah. at this point it seems more trouble than it's worth to go back. It's interesting because like we the we also, the, one, the other thing we didn't really talk about is like the, the way that you traverse the game world is like you're early on, you can only walk, but mm. as you 
uh, as you beat stuff, you unlock like other traversal things. You get these wings and you can fly around. And the game, uh, it's really about kind of maneuvering around enemies because there's no random encounters. You can just like you either run into or you can like sneak behind an enemy. Yeah. To get like a surprise attack. But then there there are like some light puzzle mechanics where like you're moving boxes. You're using your blue fairy thing to light certain areas. Um, you're shining a light to shadow something to like move it on like to the back. Like shine a shadow onto like another thing on the wall. To, like, yeah. open the overworld book. puzzles are pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. It's very simple. Like that again that kind of fits the, the children's book theme. Like this is not going to be too hard. Like you could give this to a kid and they could for the most part probably figure this out yeah i think so um but um but yeah you can like fly through the world and stuff which um i like but the, the wings. You, but in like yes yeah, the wing is good the, yeah. like the movement it feels good for the most part it feels like, cool to be able to fly in the game okay. yeah 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 um and there's like environmental hazards and stuff that you can hit that take aurora's hp down there's not a lot of um not a lot of like drawback to dying. Like you don't lose anything, which yeah. I like. Like it doesn't punish death in a lot of ways, uh, which I think is you know f- fair. Again, fits the vibe of the game. Um, but what was I gonna say? Uh, oh yeah. So you must have just like flew by Rubella because she was like the first thing you encounter once once you get the wings. You kind of like yeah. fly out and like she's just like standing there and like you could have just gone a different way and just like never seen her because i was i was basically like always trying to find the upper limit of mm. the map hmm. so I like check that out and then like haphazardly like maybe try to like fly to get everything but okay not not super exhaustively i would i would normally not be within view of the floor just because like, i don't know yeah yeah if you can fly what are you looking at the ground for For sure sure <laughs> yeah like i i actually like got into i didn't 100 percent it but i i probably got like 90 percent of the things like, i got like Basically, all the little stat boosts that are hidden everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's also, like, little, like, notebook pages or letters that are scattered through. Like, confessions, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, I got most of those because I was just having fun, like, disco- looking around in the world, you know, flying around. And plus, like, you know, I was playing it downstairs and then Christy watched a bunch of it. And she was, like, getting into it. I was like, yeah, I'll like, spend more time yeah, in the exactly. game here, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, it's a good game. It's a good it's game. A good game. It is a, a good, it's a good small game. Yes. And small, not in like a disparaging way whatsoever. It just it's bite size. Small in scope. In scope, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Not every not every game needs to be gigantic. Not every RPG needs to be a hundred hours. That's that's the thing that I one of the things I appreciate the most about this is that because it is, you know, only a handful of hours really to mm-hmm. beat this game, but it still scratches that like JRPG itch that I get, at least like in terms of like battle mechanics and like some of those subsystems feel very yeah. JRPG like. Um, I I really appreciate that because these days I don't have time to put a hundred hours into a JRPG. Like I don't have time or I don't have the patience to put in that much time into a JRPG. Right. These there days. are other games I want to play. I can't. I can't dedicate, just play one game that much. I can't dedicate just that much time to that one game, or at least I have a hard time doing that yes, these days. Same, same. So I greatly appreciate this game doesn't overstay its welcome you know Mm -hmm. like that it does not stretch itself out it feels almost at times like i said like at the end it feels like it's moving too fast yes i Um, think so too i think the last last few hours of this game really just kind of zip through yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's like you know i think there's 10 chapters in the game but really like once you get to like chapter seven those last three are like real quick real quick um but like these are like 
minor dings against it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I, this is a hey, I like that game for me, Jake. I, I don't know. What about you? Hey, I like the game. Double yeah. hey, I like that game. You love to see it. Um, yeah, Child of Light. You guys should check it out. Uh, it's You can find it basically everywhere. Every now. platform. It's yeah. everywhere. Everywhere like, that runs Fortnite runs Child of Light. <laughs> wait, except I don't think it's on mobile. I don't think it's on mobile. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, but it, it's probably on Game Pass, which you can stream to your phone. So, hey, maybe it is on mobile. Uh, I, like, I, this is like a... a super solid game i have you know tiny gripes about it like it doesn't like reach enormous heights but it is a very playable fun game i like the the arcs i enjoy most out of rpgs is like the power arc and this gives a satisfying like bite-sized one there yep yeah hey i like the game looks good like the like i like the look of it i like the the storybook vibe of it in the in the writing too story's a little all over the place. The, but. the fact that it all rhymes, that it all like fits that sing songy like nature, like it's impressive. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's that's got to be hard to do. And I, I thought it was executed really well. So, hell yeah, hey, I like that games all around. Um, Jake, what do we play next? So this is we had two games at Ubisoft Montreal. Yep. So now we need to. I think we need to enter somewhere else. We need to enter. The Matrix, Tony. Enter the Matrix. <laughs> what? So we're gonna be playing Enter the Matrix. What? I've never played. So wait, but I've never played this game myself. Okay. But I remember in high school, a buddy of mine had it, and I I remember like going over to his place after school one day and like seeing it, and like mm-hmm. this looks weird. I, I don't know. Like it was, this it, game got the rare. Double rent for me at the video. Whoa! Where I rented it twice because I needed to finish it the second wow. time. Wow! Enter the Matrix. What? What? What platform is that? I don't even. That know. was all. Um, there's like GameCube, PS2, Xbox. Okay. Came out on all those. I think I think I played it or I saw my buddy play it on the Xbox. So maybe I was I'll on try. the yeah Xbox as well. Oh my god! Enter the Matrix. Holy shit! What I did not expect you to say that. Yeah, it's uh. It's been it's been on the list list for a bit. Ooh. I'm I'm excited to play this one again. This this because I remember this game being panned, just devoured by like, critics and people when it came out. Mm. And I, I remember playing it and being like, "It's all right." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I'm interested. Like, and I remember like Enter the Matrix has like canon in there, right? Like, yeah, Morpheus dies they, in that. They have film. They have like footage of Jada Pinkett Smith, like in Enter the Matrix. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's the, bonkers. It's yeah. supposed. To, it's like it's a part of the canon. Yes, yeah. which like I'm all about. And like, man, oh, that's gonna open up conversations about the Matrix as a total. Oh man, we'll have to talk about uh, what's the newest one? Revelations. <sighs> revolutions. Re- yeah, no, revelations. revelations too. Yeah, Revelations is the fourth one. Revelations. Um, yeah. Okay, so expect in the next episode, oh, yeah, hey, I like yeah. the game. We're talking about Enter the Matrix and all things Matrix. Yeah, put on a pot of coffee before you listen to the next episode. It's gonna... <laughs> yeah, and your black sunglasses and trench coat. <laughs> talking about the Matrix. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Bullet time! Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah, listen up for, for that next one. That, that should be a hoot. Um, Jake, where can the folks find us on the internet? You can find us at Twitter. We are at like that game. Email us uh, at hair like that game at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at the hair like that game podcast. 
here, twitch.tv slash hey, I like that game for our uh, scant streams when we do those. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, find our, find our anchor page at hey, I like that game.com. Or hey, I like that game.rocks. Either works. Rocks is better. We Folks. get more emotional satisfaction if you go through hey, I like that game.rocks. Honestly, it just makes me feel good yeah. that that exists. <laughs> you can type that into a web browser and then like it shows us. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Before it would just shut down your computer. It would yes. just be like, this is so wrong that we have to hard shut down. But now yep. it leads to our anchor page. Yeah, that used to be, um, that was like the origin of Y2K. That was dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and as always, folks, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play a video games. Thanks, everybody. We're going to actually go play video games right now. We're right? going to play some video games right now. I'm going to pee right now. And then play video games. Oh, great. Thanks. It'd be weird if I did both those at the same time. This is a children's show, Jake. Why are you talking about (laughs) Pete? Don't let your children listen to our show, people. Kids, if you're listening to this, tell your parents this is not the right stuff for you. But then go play Child of Light, because I'm pretty sure you'll like it. I'm pretty sure you'll like it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.